All right, guys, we're going to do our scripture lesson today, and it's a reading from Psalm 31. Here's what it says. O Lord, I have come to you for protection. Don't let me be disgraced. Save me, for you do what is right. Turn your ear and listen to me. Rescue me quickly. Be my rock of protection, a fortress where I will be safe. You are my rock and my fortress. For the honor of your name, lead me out of this danger. Pull me from the trap my enemy set for me, for I find protection in you alone. I entrust my spirit into your hand. Rescue me, Lord, for you are a faithful God. I hate those who worship worthless idols. I trust in the Lord. I will be glad and rejoice in your unfailing love, for you have seen my troubles, and you care about the anguish of my soul. You have not handed me over to my enemies, but have set me in a safe place. Have mercy on me, Lord, for I am in distress. Tears blur my eyes. My body and soul are withering away. I am dying from grief. My years are shortened by sadness. Sin has drained my strength. I am wasting away from within. But I am trusting you, O Lord, saying you are my God. My future is in your hands. Rescue me from those who hunt me down relentlessly. Let your favor shine on your servant in your unfailing love. Rescue me. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Hello. I am excited about our guest this morning. She's someone very important in my life, whose voice is important in my life, and I think uh, is valuable for all of us. So this is Marla DeLong. She is a licensed marriage and family therapist working with Restoration Counseling in Knoxville. And so she's here today to talk to us about uh, anxiety. And the psalm that Josh just read to us, Psalm 31, I think might be the um, song of the anxious person. And so... Uh, especially in a time like this. So I was listening to a podcast this morning and uh, the, it was a man and a woman and they were telling a story. They, it happened just a few weeks ago and they were walking their dog. It was like the nightly dog walk to get out of their house in the middle of quarantine. So they're walking their dog and um, they hear this music coming from behind them and the wife thinks it's a, a uh, an ice cream truck because it's so loud and so strange and they said instead of an ice cream truck this Toyota Prius pulls up a white Prius and all of the windows are rolled down and the man is blasting Christmas music full blast like Hark the Herald Angels sing as loud as it possibly could be and they said he had on a mask but he had taken off it was like you know how everybody is the the style to wear your mask around your neck these days and um he's singing at the top of his lungs hark the herald angels sing and he doesn't care who's watching and they're standing and watching this bizarre thing happen and she said she was watching it she was like this just feels like life right now like mm -hmm. this unexpected thing comes right into the middle of your world and then there are no rules and all bets are off and you just do what you want and you're just trying to make it through and so as I was listening I thought gosh that is exactly how it feels and um, so that has been my experience my hunch is you've seen a lot of people with similar experiences and so I'm wondering um, yeah what what's anxiety and is it crazy to think that we're feeling it right now <laughs> I think all of us are feeling it right now to mm -hmm. a certain degree and it's not crazy because I think it's not 
something we want to feel. And scripture tells us don't be anxious for anything, but with prayer, supplication, mm -hmm. with thanksgiving, make our requests known to God. And the peace of an, uh, will guard our hearts in Christ mm -hmm. Jesus. But I think what anxiety is, it's worry about the future. Hmm. And I like to differentiate between fear and anxiety. Fear is, okay, there's a snake right here in the room and I'm afraid of it. Yeah. Okay. Anxiety is, I wonder if there's a snake in the room. What would I do if there was a snake in the room? I wonder if there's a hole that the snake, it's like the constant worry huh. of worst case scenario thinking and then followed with feelings of discontentment or agitation or um, that can get worse, dry mouth or mm. upset stomach. Mm -hmm. or So right now when so much has been changed and so much is uncertain, it is normal to have a feeling of anxiety about us but at the same time, we get to decide who we want to be hmm. and how we want to respond. And, you know, scripture says he will keep in perfect peace, he or she whose mind is stayed on him. And I think what we aren't doing often when we're really, really anxious is we're not watching the story we're telling in our head and we're letting that story kind of go down a trail that doesn't bring peace. Mm -hmm. We're not pra practicing the present moment. Because if you ask anybody, I ask people this question all the time. And the question is, what do you need mm. in this moment? In this moment, I didn't say what you want, what do you need? What do you need in this moment that you don't have? And in my 27 years of working with people, and in the middle of death and cancer diagnosis and divorce and really hard things, when I ask them that question, what do you need in this moment that you don't have? I've never had anyone answer other than, I have what I need. Hmm. Because when God provides, His presence and His provision comes right here, right now. Yeah. And so often the practice of practicing the present moment and getting our eyes back on trusting Jesus and relaxing in God, that is what begins to settle our souls when we take those thoughts captive. But many of us, including myself, when I mm -hmm. go down those rabbit mm -hmm. trails, that's not what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm worrying about the future. I am creating a story in my head that is not directly associated with this exact present moment. Hmm. Yeah. And I get, we can all get stuck there. Yes. I think, I think that even with school starting or should things open back or now there's a spike in cases or things like that, I feel like, um, it's almost like between the news and even our own hearts, we're, we're almost trained at this point to jump ahead to what's the next catastrophe going to be? What, uh, are they gonna start school? Well, now my, my, in my mind, my kids start school and then they already have the virus, then my whole family has the virus exactly. and then we all die. And that's the next thing that's gonna happen. And so I think, yeah, we're all 
totally susceptible to that. And so I feel like what you're saying that that's the, the psalmist in Psalm 31 is saying, I, I come to you for protection. I come to you, and I guess the way I'm hearing it is I, I come to you to remember the story, to remember yeah. a more true story. Yeah. Okay, so we're there. We're in a spiral of what you use better words of worried about the future. Mm-hmm. Worst case scenario thinking. Worst case scenario mm-hmm. thinking. We're there. We're in it. Uh, what's Is there a way out? <laughs> is there... Oh, oh, really wait, yeah, yeah. How do we get out of the tornado? Okay, so one, just to recognize that you're in a state of anxiety. And can, can I briefly tell you the brain science behind it, which is just Please. crazy, but this is fascinating? Yes. Okay, so anytime we're triggered or we're anxious or we're afraid or anything like that, what our initial response is from the limbic system of our brain back here. Mm-hmm. And I have, literally when I'm teaching people, I said, touch the back of your head. Yeah. Because it's a way of making it tactile of saying, okay, I can feel my heart <laughs> rising or my stomach hurting or my chest is getting tight or my throat. I, I know it. I know it. I know it. Okay. So that means I'm back here in my flesh. Mm. I am back here in my limbic system. I, when I'm back here, I am in fight, flight, freeze, or fix. It's mm. reactive always. And our first response, I don't care who you are, that's our first response. Hmm. But what we can learn to do when we wake up and we're aware that we're back here is we can learn to pause because in between being triggered, upset, anxious, and our response is all the power in the world. Hmm. So when we recognize it, breath, just breathing deep into our bellies, and then, because breath, deep breaths into your belly calm you, hmm. which is fascinating because, you know, the Holy Spirit is the breath of God that lives in oh, us. yeah. So it's breathing, but what do we do then? We breathe into our prefrontal cortex, and right here is where problem solving happens. Right here, hmm. when our relational circuits are on, when we remember God again, and we remember I'm not alone, And we remember, okay, I can, by God's strength and my weakness, I can breathe through this and be okay. But that's a a way of thinking. That's a way of living. But when we come up, we can problem solve. Hmm. And right up here in this part of our brain is where love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, goodness, and self-control are up here. So I'm often telling people, when you're recognizing you're back here, Breathe. You breathe yourself up into this part. So by what? Prayer, meditation, singing, um, Mm -hmm. talking with someone, Mm -hmm. confession. Confess our sins to one to another and pray for one another so we can be healed. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's, you know, 2 Peter 1 says we've got everything we need, everything right Mm -hmm. now in Christ to be all we've been called to be. COVID doesn't change that. The racial tension stuff doesn't change that. All the fear doesn't change that. We have in this moment everything we need. But we have to be reminded of that. And we have to learn to not be conformed to all the things that the world is saying, but let our minds be transformed. And what's so crazy is the brain science 
that MRIs and spec scans mm -hmm. are now showing us is that we can really do it. And it's yeah. by going, okay, I don't have to stay back here in my reactive brain. I have the power when I'm self-aware and awake to come back to this part of my brain. And yeah. I can respond no matter how I'm feeling inside. I still have the power to respond in love. Mm. That choice is never taken away from me. Yeah, I think that it's the the feeling of the choice being taken away from you and the choice actually being taken away from you are two yeah. different stories. So it makes sense to me that one's living back here, one's living up here. I think for me, one of we've been talking about practices and rhythms and things that we want to do on purpose on a daily basis or weekly basis. Aaron last week talked about a rule of life and and living out of these vows and, and one of mine has been I have a garden and I walk out and I look at the garden every morning and I talk to my plants because I'm a weirdo and tell them they're doing a great job. Um, but it's to, and I take my shoes off to do it, especially if it's not raining. And I walk out and I take my shoes off and I look at the garden and I'm learning also when I get that back brain thinking, when I get those anxious thoughts, if I can walk outside with my shoes off, even if my garden's not there, there's just something about switching where I'm going. It makes me take a breath. Mm -hmm. It makes me calm down. And so I feel like sometimes maybe we belittle those practices and we think, mm -hmm. Oh, that's silly or I'm gonna have a panic attack or all of these things when when we think that the way out must be bigger and wider and a way bigger deal than maybe it actually is yeah. no. <laughs> and, and there's little literal research that mm -hmm. shows that having your feet if you get anxious just mm -hmm. taking your shoes off and letting your feet be on the ground mm -hmm. or going outside that's called it's called Grounding. <laughs> what are we <laughs> to focus on something like that? Tasting something, mm -hmm. smelling something. Like there are really ways to just calm ourselves. Self care, you know, and just watching. What are you eating? Are you sleeping? Are you um, around people that are life giving to you? Oh, that's a big one. Are yeah. you around people that are draining and do you need to limit some of that? Because right now in this season of anxiety and grief, and we're all in it, and we're going to be in it, I mm -hmm. think, a little while, learning to care for your soul and learning what brings you inner peace and joy is going to be part of growing through this anxiety. Mm -hmm. But you've got to own and give yourself permission to kind of explore some things maybe differently than um, you've had to do in the past, only because this is a whole nother level of stress we're under right now. Yeah. And so being, and, and here's another crazy thing. This is just fascinating to me. The research shows that people who are gentle with their weakness and the weakness of others have higher levels of joy and peace. Huh. So scripture tells us, let huh. your gentleness be evident to all, right? Mm -hmm. Well, when we're harsh with ourselves and we beat ourselves up with our words and like, why are you doing that? You're just an mm -hmm. idiot when we do that. Mm -hmm. It automatically sends us back into this reactive part of our brain. But when we're gentle with ourselves and with others, it's much easier to move to this part of our brain. And so mm -hmm. in often 
right now people are being really harsh with themselves and harsh with others. And that makes the anxiety worse, not better. Yeah. Keeps you in the cycle rather mm -hmm. than... It does. Okay, you touched on something that I really struggle with in my own brain, and I wonder if other people do too. But when I think of being gentle with others, and then you talked about maybe um, boundaries with other people who are maybe life-draining, and I think sometimes I, I get confused that I think if I'm putting up a boundary with someone or, or with my time or things like that, that that's not being gentle or loving or things like that. Um, is, is that true? Well, it may be true you think that, right. but boundaries, and like, I'll do briefly that boundaries are something we place on ourselves. Mm -hmm. A boundary is this is what I can or cannot do. This is what I will or will not do. And the point of having boundaries is so that when I'm in your presence, I bring my presence and I'm able to love you well. Hmm. And so if, if you're saying, if I've been busy all day long and you say, Marla, can you come over and fill in the blank? And I know that I can't come do that in an honest, loving way. And I just, I say, no, I can't do that right now. I'm placing that boundary on me. I don't have any control over putting a boundary and making someone else do something. Mm -hmm. But it's all in how you do it. Mm -hmm. And the goal of it is always to love well. Hmm. And, you know, discernment is choosing the best over the good. And all of the things we're talking about can't happen in a real hasty, rushing way. Hmm. They take time. They take thoughtful prayer of going, okay, what is the best here? How do I love you best? How do I take care of myself in this so I can stay present? to God, to you, to myself. Mm -hmm. And when we are anxious, I think it's just really important that we just, that's a sign we need to step back and assess and reevaluate and maybe give ourselves a little bit of time to go, where am I not making good decisions and bringing my best self? Mm-hmm, I love it. Um, so if there is, one thing, as this is sort of putting you on the spot, okay. as a counselor in this time in the world, if there's one thing that you hope people hear, one thing that you feel like, I wish I could say this to everyone I know, do you have a one thing? Mm -hmm. It can be more than one if it needs to. No. You are mm. radically loved by God. Mm. And you are radically loved by God in all of your mistakes and all of your weaknesses when you don't know what to do. And He is a generous God. He is generous and He's generous with us right now. And He really does know exactly what we need, but we've got to trust that and we've got to come back to Him and we've got to trust that He will provide what we need right when we need it. Mm. I feel like that's anxiety tells the exact opposite story. It, it, it says you're alone or you are unloved. You are not protected. All of these things yeah. and that. And that's a lie. It's a lie. And that's not from the voice of God. Mm. 
for our Sela today, here's what I want to do. Um, we've just spent the last few minutes talking about anxiety. And so I just wanted to offer you a really practical uh, thing that I do when I experience anxiety. Um, for me, sometimes uh, to get from the back brain to the front brain that Marla talked about, uh, one of the things that I do is I will read um, usually a psalm. Uh, the same few verses over and over and over again until my heart rate slows down, until my thinking starts to become a little bit more clear uh, and, and breath just flows a little bit easier. And so um, one of those verses that I go to a lot is, the, is Psalm 31 and it's the first three verses. And sometimes I'll read them 10 times just over and over and over again until I can get there. I'm not going to read it 10 times right now. I am going to read it once and then we'll pray and move into communion. Um, but if you need a practice, then will you just spend, you can pick any of the verses. Uh, the Psalms are a great place to go, but Psalm 31, the first three verses are uh, particularly, I think, calming and helpful. And so I'm going to read those. Uh, Psalm 31, verse 1. Oh, Lord, I have come to you for protection. Don't let me be disgraced. Save me, for what you do is right. Turn your ear to listen to me. Rescue me quickly. Be my rock of protection, a fortress where I will be safe. You are my rock and my fortress. For the honor of your name, lead me out of this. Let's pray together. Father, we, um, we ask you for help for those of us who are feeling anxious, for those of us who are prone to anxiety, for those of us who are in relationships with people uh, who deal with anxiety. God, we ask you, um, we ask you for hope and we ask you for peace. We believe that you are those things. And so really, I think what we're asking is for more of yourself. And so in the face of what troubles us, we say, come Holy Spirit. In your name we pray. Amen.